Uh, I'll approve anyway. Tax the rich, feed the poor, don't around old rich no kicking off the intro part of the show for the audience the guys here don't get to hear that unfortunately maybe we'll get that figured out one of these days anyway we're going to trudge right ahead as we start our two hours together here uh roger sales with you at the radio ranch the name of our little get together and the people's patriot network our platform somebody's got their uh who's got their uh I'm hearing just a little bit of interruption in the background. Somebody got their mute off. Is that you, Jeff? Hit your mute and see if that, okay, that was somebody anyway. Took care of it. Thank you. Uh, that was a little irrit. Oh, somebody else. Hey, whatever it was, just those little minor irritations. I get finicky on fidelity now that we got this. Um, so let's see, what were we going to say? It's two, two pretty important days in a row. Yesterday was the 19th on the Monday of this week, and today is the 20th. And uh, that is, in case you didn't know, I believe it's the 132nd anniversary of Adolf Hitler's birth. Okay, So today is Hitler's birthday. Um, he could go on and probably do the rest of the two hours on that subject today, and we may. But uh, be that as it may, it's one of those things that certainly needs to be recognized. I mean, you know, there, I see a lot of messages here. Trump was right and Alex Jones was right. Well, let me tell you what, Hitler was right, too. <laughs> and, and these sorry bastards uh, have continued to go ahead. You know, I keep thinking, I mentioned a few times, 100 years ago, there's a pretty famous, evidently Catholic author named Hilaire Baloque. Are you all familiar with him, Hilaire Baloque? Oh, the only reason I know about some of that is because of Harvey and Harvey's cousin, who's a devout intellectual and Catholic, and he's the one that turned me on to some of those writers years ago. Are you familiar with him, Jeff, Hilaire Baloque? I have a couple of his books, yes. Do you have the one entitled The Jews? Uh, I think the one had to do with the usury or money I forget. He's got one. He had one. I had a copy of it, three three ring binder thing type thing called the Jews, I believe. And in that book, it was written about a hundred years ago. And in that book, he made the statement that the biggest problem the world faces today is the Jewish problem. Okay. And a hundred years later, the same statement is not only true; it's amplified. Okay. And. Uh, it's not something that people hadn't known for a long time. We've kind of gotten, we got distracted with our, I guess, probably normal distraction type stuff, but also inspired by them, you know, worshiping the golden calf, get our gaze distracted away from Thomas Jefferson. Remember his little statement about eternal vigilance? Uh, we dropped the eternal vigilance a little bit, and we let them get in and set up this little scheme that we uncover here on a regular basis and try and help people understand if they want to remove themselves from 
whatever that mess is. Well, I mean, the matrix is easy as anything else. Remove yourself from the matrix. It can still be done up until the point, evidently, if and when you ever decide to take the vaccine. Now, should any of our people that align here to what we have to say on a regular basis volunteer and go in and and, uh, uh, take the vaccine? I can't even point you to Alex Jones. Hell, they're even, you know, discouraging people from, I don't know where I'd point you. I don't think any of our people will be that susceptible, uh, but uh, uh, hopefully. But if you take the vaccine, it certainly appears to me legally that they've perfected the collateral. And at that point, there's nothing you can do to get out of their slavery mode. So that's pretty important. I, you know, I've heard anybody else talking about it. But um, anyway, I think that's part of what they accomplish. Remember, they always accomplish multiple objectives every time they do something, especially something big. Um, boy, there's some interesting things floating around. Did anybody have anything on their table that they wanted to pour, proffer here this morning? Let me uh, uh, put, open that mic up to see if any of you have anything to discuss that you saw, heard, wanted to analyze or ask a question? No? Okay. Um, Pretty good little interview I watched this morning on one of these walk and talks. I've come to really appreciate this guy. Max Egan, I believe is his name, the Aussie fella that does really good walk and talk videos out there with his peacocks and on his nice little spot of land, wherever he is. I'm not sure which uh, province he's in in Australia, but it looks to be out in the country, and he's got peacocks and all kinds of birds and animals and stuff. An interesting-looking place. Um, and uh, he was talking, but in there he embeds different videos and stuff. He'd taken about a week off and just to separate himself for a little bit and catch his breath like I kind of did last week for a day or two. And um, in there, he had something out of England that was really, really even surprising to me, honestly. Uh, it's on today's bit shoot over there, and I'm not sure what the title of it was, but you can identify Max's, what's he called this thing, Crow, the Crow's Nest, I believe. Um, anyway, it was a little spot from like a, a BB, somebody in in England, and it was a play-acted example of a teenage girl that had just turned 18 and had gotten this new technology. She's telling this to her mother, okay? And in when her mother objects, she says, well, it's just like the tattoo you got when you were a little, when you were my age. And what she did was they're, they're talking about how you can get your phone, embedded in your hand have any of y'all seen this i did see that yeah okay i'd forgotten about it but that's hey, right, yeah is that is that kind of freaky or what it sure is okay and she she's trying to tell her mother what she did and then she takes her hand and she dials her mother's cell phone and her mother across sitting across the table picks up the cell phone and her daughter puts her hand up to her face and starts talking to her Okay. And that's when she, she said, I don't know if I like this. She said, well, this is kind of like the tattoo you got when you were my age. But then the, uh, the, the zinger at the end of it 
is um, she said, Mom, but you please, you got to help me. You remember this part, Jeff? You got to help me. You got to help me, Mom, can you? You know, after she's had this discussion with her. And she goes, can, can you tell Dad? <laughs> I don't remember that. Can you tell Dad? She mentioned it twice. Pretty freaky, though, that they've got. She said, well, you, you didn't even ask us if you could have surgery. She said, it wasn't surgery. It was some kind of cyber imprint. They got some other title for it. And it turns your hand and your body in, literally into your phone, folks. How many of you love your cell phone so damn much you want to get imprinted in your hand? Anybody? Raise your hand. Raise your phone. <laughs> Raise if your hand. You we'll stick a bed, phone in there. It becomes a tracking device with the IPS address of your phone where they can deliver a drone right up to your posterior. Or it whatever. Was a tracking device. But think of the convenience. Um, pretty That's amazing. I, I mean, it just amazes me. I haven't even thought about something like that, but... Uh, these guys are way ahead of us on this technological stuff and what they got planned and how they're going to be gods and how they're going to take all of everything that they uh, that they can eventually suck out of you through AI if you've gotten this vaccine and this uh, evidently this inter, uh, interchange between your physiology and their computers and it can literally suck your memory out of you and then it stores your memory for them to use later on if they want to research anything this database all these people's memories that are long gone and evidently they've got at least they foresee that they'll be able to have the technical ability to do stuff like that and they continue to live and survive off all of our collective memories that are digitized and put in a cloud it, do i have it about right some of you that are on top of this isn't that about what they're uh, planning in some way shape or form and anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law only if More you're like a state will be used against you in a court of law. Yeah, only if you're this uh, a citizen of the United States or a resident. Joe, was that you that was talking? It was. That's not Joe from Ohio. It's another Joe, though. No, it's Joe from Virginia. Oh, it's our Joe buddy from Virginia. Okay, man, good to see you back. How you been? I've been doing good. Been keeping busy. I've been listening to the show on Castbox here lately because my signal's been kind of wonky, but I still get to hear things. Okay, well, you get signal sounds pretty, uh, pretty wide, wide and broad today. Yeah, I had to rig up my old phone and daisy chain stuff, but <laughs> it's working. Okay, Jerry rigged it good. It seems to work good. I'm glad to have you back. Um, I sense we're going to start, you know, I've had a number of requests from uh, Scorpio Dave's show that we did Saturday. James went back and listened to it, and uh, I didn't realize their show was three hours long, James, honestly. But evidently, they've got a three-hour show there on Revolution Radio. I've never listened to it before, I have to admit. Um, and uh, it follows uh, Dennis Fecho, I believe. He's on there. I'm not sure. They might have more than one channel. Anyway, it's on over there on Saturday afternoons, and they stuck me being the first time, that, and not anybody, like I said, nobody there was really familiar with my material outside of just comments and hearsay, basically. And so they stuck me in the end hour, and as you guys know, an hour isn't anywhere near enough to even 
hardly cover the important part here, but we've got it simplified and bulleted enough. I think we can at least find out who's interested or not in an hour. And so I got uh, a number of requests um, from his listeners. I even got one even this morning um, for the documents and stuff, which I'm happy and obliged to send back. So I figured we'll slowly get some of those folks drifting in. They may be listening now. Um, but, uh, we're here uh, to let you know if you're new to this, uh, get together. I call it's been called many things, quilting session, uh, uh, iron sharpening iron, a high level intellectual discussion of, uh, of, uh, conceptual discussion, which it is. And it's all designed to strengthen our freedom, the collectively, the folks that are here listening that are involved with this program as a team. And if you're one of the new people to help you realize that you've got a choice, you more than likely didn't know that you had previous lacrossing paths with us. And we're here to help you be able to understand and uh, actively uh, actively walk forward on that path and take action if you so choose. Your choice. You know, one of the things we've learned from this scenario that keeps getting hammered home to us is everything is voluntary. Okay? Everything's, even the, even the devil makes you volunteer, if you think about it. These guys volunteered you fraudulently. That's what they did when they pulled the switch at your birth. They volunteered you fraudulently. And they then always they always use proxies. Yeah, they always use proxies. And and this one a generational proxy of a silent contract. And uh they took and uh in essence when uh they had the system and the thing set up and when March the ninth of thirty three came along and they made the switch they instituted the entire system that had been set up so carefully over so many years up to that point. And then they set it up because remember in March the 9th of 1933, they didn't have the nationality act in yet American Samoa yet. They didn't have Plessy versus Ferguson overcome yet They they didn't have the tax code perfected because they hadn't done all that preparatory work. And that was still some years in the future. In fact, if you go back, it wasn't, it was another, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, but I believe it was in 1946 when the Administrative Procedures Act was finally passed. The rule book for all the agencies who were going to control all the new serfs, they couldn't even get that thing passed because of its complexity and the majority uh, nature of the change until almost 15 years later. You are correct, the Mundo, 1945 and 7. Okay, so it's right there at 46. And so they didn't have all this done in 33 when they made the switch, but they had the basics done already. They had the other system set up. They, they had it in operation. They had it to a point to where they'd spread it from not only blacks, but whites and, and uh, potentially, but for sure a Chinese with Wong Kim Ark. And that, of course, means Mexican peons, Chinese coolies, Filipino, whatever they call their slaves, you know, all these different names and stuff. And that's the superstructure being spread out. 
Then they go a few years and they get the Federal Reserve Act passed and they start taking control of the money and the key issues and the influence in D.C. and setting that, that up. And one of the real important little aspects that comes into play, if you know the date, was after the Federal Reserve Act was passed in 13, and then we got World War I behind us, the next thing they needed to do was consolidate the banking system, okay? An initial consolidation, and that was that little short-lived depression of 21-22, okay? And I believe Coolidge was the president back then, and didn't do anything. He didn't go in and pull any crap. He let the thing work itself out. And that's one of the reasons it was relatively short-lived. It was only two years long. But what they basically did is cleaned out a lot of the banks um, out in the hinterlands, the rural banks, and forced the ones that survived into the Federal Reserve System. Okay, So they took the initial step of setting up the interconnected Federal Reserve System and the monopolistic Federal Reserve System. And it was in that period of time that they passed the birth control legislation. Certificate. Certificate, not control, excuse me. Birth certificate legislation. And so if you look at it, they already, then they had the warehouse receipt in from 1921 whenever it got operable, 22, 23, all the way to 10 years later. So when they flipped the switch on the system 10 years later in 33, they already had all those right there. Okay. So yeah, the way these guys work, it's just real slick. They're a, they're a formidable enemy, guys. They're a formidable enemy, and a lot of people are going to lose to them. We, That's why Adolf Hitler lost. He misunderestimated, quote-unquote, the true enemy. Boy, I'll tell you, that's for sure. And they let themselves get distracted with wacko doctors and all kinds of stuff and, and, and underestimating the enemy. Although Hitler knew them, certainly he knew their works. Okay? Just not the depth and the breadth of their treachery. Well, he didn't know this kind of stuff. Okay? Exactly. And e e even though you may know them, their shenanigans, and their, you think you know their capabilities, until you start studying what we got here and seeing how these guys work long term. I mean, look, the control of the world today was set up probably in the 1830s and 40s. 1830s and 40s. Almost 200 years ago. So that's the enemy we're dealing with, okay? He's very sly. He's very slick. He's really un exceptionally good at turning around and covering his tracks, okay? And it's only just through the stroke of the, of the big guy himself that we know this stuff here. And I, I still look back and we say, big, big guy, you know, LDO, why in the hell did you choose me to do this? Why? 
And it got to a point where I couldn't explain it to anybody. Nobody else wanted to have uh, would would pick the ball up and dribble. I knew how important it was, even though I didn't understand all of it. And I knew that it had to be out there. And I knew there wasn't going to be anybody else that did it. And I figured out it was going to be me or it was going to go by the wayside. And all of the work of people like John Benson and all the sacrifice of Glenn Ambort and all of the people that have been involved in this project, everything they put forth would be for naught and i said that can't happen this is too damned important no it's because you were the only one to volunteer which is exactly what ron wyatt said about his mission well i volunteered because there wasn't anybody else and i knew it was of utmost importance yep and just and just jumped off, you know, and what, uh, like the other day with, uh, on with Dave and they were asking me about Argentina and why did I choose there and why, how, what made me leave the country. And so we took part of the hour on discussions like that. And what I neglected to tell them, cause I just didn't think about it was if I told them the incident and, and about the little voice coming to me and what I neglected to put there at the end to button it up was if that wouldn't have happened, I probably would never have gone and applied for a passport. And it was that decision and that set of circumstances that if I was going to follow through on that decision, I had to have one of those and I had to have go, go get a passport application. And there's the answer I've been looking for for 15 years at the top of the first page. Now you noodle on that. Okay. So, uh, it's it's been a heck of a journey sure glad to see we've gotten this far got a nice group of folks folks listening folks starting to pay attention got things bubbling under uh and as everybody knows and we've discussed here talked about it yesterday a little bit it takes once you've been exposed to this it takes a little bit to take with you um just because it's without a doubt most people have to go back and restructure everything in their personal in their worldview you know one of the joys of uh adolf hitler's birthday and the celebration of it is uh that i'll get to have lunch with some like-minded guys and dave uh who invited me on the show we've never met and we're going to get to have lunch together today and uh, so i'm really looking forward to that that's a rare occasion when i get to meet and greet some of you guys where we've met through the material but we've never met personally and that's a neat occasion when you get to press the flesh and meet the person you've been talking to especially in something as important and personal and uh and personally important as this is to people some people and uh, so that gets to happen today that should be really interesting and um he's had a couple of days to noodle in and look in on my stuff i don't know how much he's looked into it i guess we'll find out in a few hours anyway that's kind of interesting we've had a few days in ecuador of really cold uh, cloudy all weekend cloudy didn't rain too much it was cold and cooler and then yesterday it was cold and rainy all day long and that's pretty unusual when you get up and it's raining here in the mornings and uh it was yesterday and then today it's gotten pretty again so uh maybe we'll get that little flare of bad weather or cold air in here past us 
uh, nice weather for our lunch today. So uh, anyway, what well, there's some interesting things that are happening. It looks like uh, um, our guys that have been how long they've been in. They haven't been in four months yet, have they? See the twentieth of January, February, March. April. Today's the 20th. So I'm sure it's not exactly, but they've been in about three months, right? Well, here today, we've, we're about ready to already start. They'd like to start World War III in the Ukraine over the Crimea. And uh, instead of the U.S. backing its Navy out, evidently the Brits have now descend, decided to send a few of their uh, just tin cans or something over there in the Black Sea and have another tentacle of the of the octopus screw with uh, Russia. And then this morning, Russian jets overnight pounded. Uh, they were laying out militia bases in Syria and evidently planning some type of a big-time Syrian attack uh, of terrorist attack on on big cities and stuff. And Russia went in and bombed the absolute snot out of them this morning. So that's a good deal. No wonder they hate Putin so much, huh? Well, we've read that Russia is closing the the straits there into the Black Sea to naval exercise. The Bosphorus Straits, Russia's going to close them? No, the one that goes... Oh, 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 up by Sebastopol. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think. Yeah, the Kirsch, was it the Kirsch Straits or something? Anyway, there'd been, it had been, uh, obviously it's got some logistical importance. It's got uh, previous naval activity there, I think. But yeah, further, right. A lot of shipping goes through there. Way is a very important little, you know, body of water that most people aren't familiar with. Uh, it's hey, Roger. is that is that uh, Brian or Gary? Yeah, that's that's Brian. Uh, hey, just on that Russia thing, I was reading some last night, and uh, uh, exactly right. They they closed off the Strait of uh, whatever that funky Bos- name is. It's, it's a Bosphorus. It's the Bos B. It starts with the B P H, like Bosphorus Strait. I think that's no, where that, that massive bridge that Russia. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. It's where you're, we were talking about the curse straits. Yes. The curse straits. They closed that off. And then as of yesterday, they've closed off the entire coastline all along the Southern part of Crimea and in the, uh, whatever that bay is, the smaller bay, not the black sea, but the smaller one. Sea of Azov. Yes. Sea of Azov, uh, Azov. And they've put a no fly zone over the entire region and specifically warned non-russian planes that uh that to stay the hell out of there and they've invited media in to basically film something there i my guess is that they're gonna basically do a blitzkrieg and get this thing over with pretty quick don't be surprised if you see china move on uh, taiwan or something else on two fronts because they uh they're not gonna wait around they know damn well that that uh that the ukraine the Ukraine, they're trying to get the Ukraine as a part of NATO so that they can put nukes inside Ukraine. Right. Russia's not going to allow that. They're right. going to absolutely wipe their ass, and they should. Well, and you got at the bottom of the Black Sea over to the east of the Bosphorus Straits, you got Syria. 
Absolutely. That's where Syria and their sovereign territory out in not only the Mediterranean, because I guess they got some of the Mediterranean too, but up there in the Black Sea, and they're doing oil exploration with Russia, and there's probably a bunch of it they're going to find up there. Then you go yep. a little bit further to the southeast, and you're sitting there with Iran, where the uh, uh, the Satan sandbox kids went in and screwed with their uh, nuclear purification system again a couple of weeks ago. There, that's another hot point. Um, and you got China in there with their troops and their commitment to buy oil in the billions and, and decades uh, contract stuff going on. It's a, it's a tangled up mess. Okay. It's going to be a checkmate. Checkmate. They're going to checkmate us and call our bluff because Biden's a, Biden's a chump. He's not going to do anything. He's certainly not going to do anything against China. They're going to checkmate us and move as fast as well. they can while we're at our weakest point because Trump would have negotiated, Trump would have figured it out or, and they probably wouldn't have done it, but you just watched. Russia's about to take off the gloves and literally knock Ukraine right out of their socks. Well, they want, they're dying for some kind of a war, this financial thing to help set up the reset too, you know, but they just have an absolute historical uh, penis erectus for Russia. Okay. Whether it's from the old Khazar days when the Rus came down and destroyed them, whether it's from the Tsarist days, whether it's from uh, Russia jumping in uh, with Britain and helping to defeat Napoleon in their first quest for a, the world, new world order with Napoleon, a combination of all those things, whether the Rothschilds borrowed uh, uh, gold from the Tsars and didn't want to pay it back, don't know. Okay, but there's something there that these people absolutely despise Russia and Russians with a absolute passion. Okay, so remember the when Trump was in and there and him and Putin are kind of the same kind of guy. They got along pretty well. The whole Russia, 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 Russia. They dogged him with it for four and a half years. Russia. Okay, so anyway, it, we'll see how it plays out. I, these guys better not overplay their hands. The, the Russians have got some real slick stuff. Evidently, they use a different basis of physics than we use Einstein physics. They use physics developed by this Russian guy, Kozyreb, I believe is his name. I've heard Cliff High talk about it. And his physics are different. And that's why that thing that happened, we mentioned it the other day, it was about when was it? Maybe 10 years ago, eight years ago, in the same situation, Black Sea over there, U.S. Aegis class destroyers or something, and this little Piper Cub-like plane flies over, and they go dark, and they had to tow them back in the port, man. It totally disabled them dead in the water. We don't have anything like that. Hey, Roger, I also would say don't be surprised if uh, that thing kicks off and there's some type of a false flag ship sank, you know, in and around that area or a, a plane shot down or something else to blame it on them. Yeah. They're just itching to get into some, you know, well, into they, some altercation. But they but, can't stand it. We hadn't had any any defense contracts being thrown around for four years. Yeah. Yeah, but Russia's the last the last, the absolute last country that's going to be messed with. 
and we should have learned our fucking lesson in World War II. They will fight to the literally the well, last man. Uh, what about Napoleon? I, I was watching a thing on Napoleon when they suckered him in and he took Moscow and they burned it right before he got there and the winter set in. Napoleon took 400,000 troops into Russia. How many do you think left, Brian? Probably not many. 40,000, 10%. <clears throat> Well, that's called uh, chess. I mean, and Putin's Putin is an old guy. He's been in there for a long time. He's not. They're not removed every four years like our circus is. They're they are entrenched and master chess players. And you know what? They're going to smoke our ass when it comes I hope out. so. I hope so. Um, well, somebody needs to smoke these guys. We smoke them, but we don't. We don't generate much smoke, and we ain't collectively got a big plume like a nuclear fl- uh, uh, mushroom cloud going up. But we could smoke them if we can ever get any traction with this message. Well, that's what they. I read uh, some last night when I was researching this. Was that the only all uh, the only option would be a nuclear option because. We're not about to go put our troops right in the middle of that. It would be a bloodbath. And oh second of all, our population's not going to, the country's not going to get behind us getting in a war for what, over what, for no fucking reason, right? Just stupid stuff, more politics, more, more, uh, more, more war for profit. And the only thing they're going to do is basically, uh, Russia's got these, basically these nukes that are not toxic like ours. They're basically hypersonic like concussion nukes well they'll just basically concussion you to death and then it's not some filthy you know dirty chernobyl type area where we've got these old dirty nukes that when one goes off it's a dead zone for a long time real estate friendly explosions yeah brian try and be conscious a little conscious of the carlin line it is a radio kind of thing i yeah my bad okay. my apologies um, but I saw a thing on the, uh, the way that you, this was years ago, it was all simulated on how the, the rush, the Russians again, had the whole design of the containers with, with all of the, um, uh, ICBMs and nuclear missiles and cruise missiles in them. And they just send these containers around and they're all assembled and set up there. And all of a sudden, bam, 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 all the things, the sides drop, the tops flip back and they got a ready, uh, assembled nuclear cruise missile right in the middle of your country. Hello, all those cargo ships, Long okay. Beach. Yeah, well, you can bet the Chinese have taken it. You can bet the Chinese have done that. One of the headlines, uh, the port of Long Beach had its busiest quarter in history trying to clean up the uh, backlog from last year, evidently. So anyway, it's a precipitous time, and we just have to watch it a day at a time on how these things progress. But we know what maniacs these guys are, and we know that they're absolutely get beside themselves on stuff like this Putin's Ukraine situation. God, I would, you know, I, I'm sure the good Lord had some purpose with putting these sorry bastards on earth, but I'll be darned if I can think of what it was. Because they are the most despicable pieces of human garbage that have ever walked the face of this earth. And it's the same bunch that were out down there 2,000 years ago, okay? They were causing all the stuff back then in the same part of the world. I was reading a little bit, and I put it on the um, 
description yesterday, the books that Daryl sent me, uh, one of them, something about the something of Zion written by Douglas D Douglas, somebody. Anyway, I read part of it last night. It looks like it's going to be real interesting. Uh, and he goes back and pulls these guys out of, uh, the Israelite clan about 400, about 500 years BC. Okay. And that that was their origin. And I haven't gotten into it deeply enough to know what he says but anyway both of those books that daryl mentioned yesterday i did put at the end of yesterday's show description you can go download them look at them if you want to um chris were you trying to say something somebody was trying to say something okay um so uh anyway we'll see what else is happening i was thinking we needed to yak about today um, I, I feel like we're getting a little traction. I guess it'll be slow as it always is, but one of these days we're going to hit somebody is going to know somebody that's going to get exposed to this and they're going to put it in somebody in a much bigger platforms lap. Don't know what day that's going to happen, but I feel certain that it is going to happen. Okay. So we just keep on a day to day basis trying to find the folks that, one answers you guys keep coming back and listening to this and it's an important part of your day obviously and evidently because i see you here every day and uh we just keep putting one foot in front of the other and trying to stay free perfect our freedom totally empower ourselves as much as possible and influence others who see and want what we've got So I guess part of our mandate is to have control of this enough to where you can exhibit it and people do see what you've got. Okay? Hey, you know, y'all talking about Russia and all uh, World War II, Patton wanted to go over and wipe them out. He sure did. Eisenhower, would, he knew what they were, and they're coming back at us. Uh, they said it'll be a 200-million-man army. We won't know their tongue nor their customs. It's going to be China. It's going to be China. It ain't no going to be Russia. No. Russia and China aren't getting along real good right now either. Well, they will down the road here soon. Uh, and I'm going to tell you something else. Bill Gates is buying up all the farmland in Louisiana right now, and them, them coon asses are letting him have it. And China's, buying, China's been buying the Midwest up for uh, quite a while. And everybody's asleep at the wheel, but they don't realize what this really means. Well, I mean, look, they've been using food for a long time. Look at what they did in the Ukraine in the 30s. Least you didn't know or forget, those were bumper right. crop years. Those were bumper crop years in the Ukraine, one of, if not at that point, the breadbasket of the world, okay? And they starved maybe up to 60 million people in the bumper years in the breadbasket of the world because they exported all the grain. They didn't let yeah. any of them have it. It's all a Ponzi scheme and to wipe our white, you know, they just want to wipe us off. Listen, you got to get out of her and get out of her in, in, in all those different areas to the best of your ability. And don't go unless you just want to be foolish, go in there and try and fight with these people. Well, that's all I got. Y'all have a good day. I got to get back at it. All right. We'll see you later, Patrick. Uh, always the food thing. Try and come out of her up. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Daryl's got a Daryl's got. I remember about a, a year or two ago, and we were talking about this food thing. And the next day, he had gone out and bought all that material and started already building that greenhouse. Okay, I guess he's going into probably the second year of that now. Ought to have a lot of those little kinks and stuff perfected i got one outside my front door that i'm anxious to get uh as they get it finished down the line it's going to be an all hydroponic uh greenhouse it's damn thing's huge man it's about 100 feet long by 25 feet wide and it's covered and it's super tall and i don't know why they made it that that tall because they don't have a two level plan to my knowledge but uh boy you could that thing is it's probably 20 20 feet tall at least on the uh, up to the top of it so this big covered greenhouse out 30 30 or 40 steps outside my front door um but then again Roger. here in ecuador you 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 you'll never starve here yes is that you brian yeah it's me the reason those are uh tall is because the hydroponic systems now grow upwards so imagine a tomato vine you know that would normally be sitting on the ground or growing on a fence now they grow straight up as high as they can and basically just long strings of vegetables growing upwards i see i see well i'm not sure he's just looking to i think he wants to grow flowers in there you know flowers is a, i guess the biggest export out of ecuador um so uh anyway uh, I got that, and I highly advise that you, if you'll remember during World War II, they used to call those victory gardens. There's a lot of families that survived that were little gardens off of their windowsills, okay, of their apartment in New York. You can go back and put that in a search engine, victory gardens. You don't need a whole lot of dirt to be able to generate some food, and uh, it very well may be that this is one of their big weapons to try and get people they're going to it's pretty obvious they want everybody that they can get their little jab on vaccinated with this crap does anybody see anything different or am i missing something they want everything gmo they've already jabbed the vegetables and the fruits they're going after the people well hey uh, roger yes sir Hey, I was going to mention something. I watched a, a rather alarming video yesterday. If I can find it when I get back to the home office, I'll shoot it to you. But, uh, oh, it's actually uh, our friend from Australia, the uh, Justinian Deception. Uh, oh, what's his name? But he put out a video on the masks, on the uh, masks and COVID. And they basically, he was exposing what COVID-19 was and going into some really interesting stuff on the all caps name, the dash and the 19 basically commercialized product, but also meant selling that are from China. Well, people are taking them now and putting them under microscopes. And there's basically a worm, these black worms that are when, uh, when heat and moisture are applied, they come to life and start squirming around. And they're saying that there it's a nanotechnology, something in in the product, in the mask, and the uh, the nose swabs that they're basically jamming up in people's brains, and most likely in the vaccine. But 
got to look into it. I've seen I've seen stuff on both of it, and that's why we said from the start, don't take the test, don't take the vaccine. And again, it's just like I'll tell you what else is really conforming here is our uh, our understanding of the fact that they always put the hook at the front. Where was the hook? in this whole facade it was them promoting it telling you how bad it was having people go in and get that pcr test which isn't a test and was misdesigned and misused to show up all these people falsely with the disease again the hook right at the front where's the front just like you said in the swabs in the tips of the swabs when they try and get the stuff to throw through the fake test okay well think of Think of how they killed the Indians. What they do? They gave uh, blankets covered with uh, smallpox. Uh, smallpox. Small and basically wiped out, you know, literally hundreds of millions of people. That was the, that was the Jesuits. Million people. That was the Jesuits that did that. Yep. Well, that's basically like you were saying. Uh, the The video that he put out was how can they kill off the basically the creditors before the masses wake up and realize that this whole banking thing's a fraud. And so what a preemptive strike to wipe out a large population, large, large swath of population. Read that that weird Deagle report, you know, thing. I'm not sure if I'm following it, but it, it estimated that the U.S. population would be decreased by 90 percent by the 2025. Yeah, That's I remember seeing I remember when that came out a couple of years ago and you go, wow, I wonder what could do that. Well, I guess we're about to see, aren't we? Hey, uh, that Deagle, the John Deagle that does that report, he's part of the Rockefeller. Oh, he's a Rockefeller guy, Gary? Yep, he is. Also, hey. I mean to change the subject, but I'm just kind of curious. Uh, up here in Kalispell, Montana, last year at this time, a sheet of 716 OSB was $9.99. It just went over $54. Yep, day. yep. Lumber's going up every day. It's really escalating the price of houses, too. I saw an article. There was a house. Somebody put a house on the market. I think it was in California. I don't remember. I don't know where it was, but the they put it up on the listing service. It had 122 offers, I think, in 48 hours or less. 122 offers. We're still seeing houses sold, but what it's going to do is guys like me to be in contact with. We're dead. You sound real tinny. Gary, you kind of got her. You're not talking right in the microphone or whatever, and your signal's a little tinny today. Well, that's because I'm on the side of the mountain at the West Glacier side of the house. Okay. (laughs) That probably has something. I'm sure that has something to do with the tinniness, but okay. Well, enjoy the view. It's a beautiful part of the country up there. Are you are you glad you made the move up there? I wish I had made the move up here twenty years ago. Right. I mean, seriously, if I had known, there's a whole different atmosphere about the people. It's more like what I grew up by. People are more. They just seem to be more honest, more straightforward. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's just different. Like it. Yep. It's kind of like the United States used to be, say, 30 years ago. Yeah. Back when. 
things were normal and they hadn't stirred all of the, you know what they did is they figured out that the Karl Marx formula of the workers against the, uh, the proletariat against the bourgeoisie, they wouldn't rise up and fight. And they had to go back and retool it where they did everything on race and pit and race against each other. And that's worked pretty damn good for them. If you hadn't noticed. Well, it's whether you're, I, I think it's whether you're, you're destined to, to be asking questions and looking for answers or the ones that just accept whatever they think reality is in, uh, and accept it and, and move ahead. Um, and you got to feel sorry for a lot of these young people, man. Aren't you glad that, uh, most of us guys are a little bit longer in the tooth. Aren't you glad we were born and raised when we were, and we didn't have to come up at the, you know, with all this crap, all this social media crap and everything else that they're throwing at these people, these young people, uh, the future that looks so dim from them, it looked pretty bright for us back in those days. So it, it, it would, it, it would be very difficult to be a young person these days. Yeah, I can, I can, I, we can hardly hear you and understand what you're saying. I hate to say that. All right. Well, I was just gonna, I was just saying that I've got two children that think I'm crazy. Okay. Well, there you came in better. So you got two children that think you're crazy, right? All right, Roger. I'll get off here. I can get back to this. Okay, Gary. Get enjoy the view for us again, if you would. I know that's a lovely part of the country up there. Um. I'd have probably, if I wouldn't have moved out of the country, I'd have probably ended up out in that part of the country somewhere. Um, I like it. I like that Western attitude. And of course, I, you know, when I was a kid, it was fortunate enough to be, uh, spend four years in Alaska back in the sixties. And that's one thing I remember Gary saying he wished he'd have been up there 20 years later. Uh, what I remember about Alaska at that age was the North slope wasn't discovered when I was there. So we didn't have that huge change and influx from all the oil, uh, consciousness and activity that went on after we left. But, um, because of the fact that life was a little harder up there, you know, the winters and having to deal with that and some of the extremes and not all the conveniences, um, of living in the States, when we were up there, they didn't have any live television, which was probably a blessing. You'd get to see stuff a week late. Um, the Alcan Highway, which is the 1,100 miles of road through Canada and up to the Alaskan border all the way up to Alaska, that was still gravel road back then. And it's just that life was a little bit harder. And I always, looking back on it, felt that because of that, people were a little more open to being friendly and helping somebody, you know, because if you're having trouble alongside the road, somebody, people would stop. Can we help this, that, and the other? And you were always more ready to come to your fellow man's aid. And, uh, the, of course, a lot of that was the Christianity and this, that, and the other, and, uh, that attitude back in those days. Well, I'm sure there's still some of that up there, but it's probably not as prevalent as it used to be.
you still don't know about whoever you're trying to help or walk up and afraid they're going to pull a gun on you and rob you these days. Never know. Anyway, it's sad to see those things change. Uh, and it would be much nicer to have a world where you could love your brother and trust your neighbor and all that kind of stuff. And you, like the old folks, you say, well, I don't need never even lock my doors, you know, um, too bad. We don't have a world like that. I've thought since getting into this myself personally, that a lot of it is the monetary system and the way it's structured and the fact that it's continually pitting us against each other and me to beat you out of some of this currency so I can go pay off my bills and I don't get my collateral seized. And that that little scenario right there taints, even though people aren't conscious of it, begets the rat race, you know. And don't forget what we used to say years ago about the rat race. Even if you win the rat race, you're still a rat. So the best thing to do is remove yourself from the rat race. Step off the treadmill if you can financially. But we've got the ability to get out of this beast politically. And, uh, I mean, come on, folks. They recognize it. We've been doing this for 11 years. Not one ever one report of any blowback to me from anybody that's experienced it. That's a pretty damn good track record. Now we've got the document of their own policy statement on their own website where it says clearly that everybody's got a dual status. That's their document, their policy, their website. You, you think they're not going to recognize it? They've got to recognize it. And this brings you to the point of getting the, realizing that these guys have got limitations on what they can do. Okay? They can make you think through all this magic that they've got all this accumulated unlimited power, but they really don't. And there's examples right here with what we're talking about where you can show that's true. They had to trick you into this. They had to take that thing in 33 and switch that system where the way down the line they could make these other little adjustments and way down the line they're going to trick you and your kids and your grandkids or your great-great-grandkids if you were back in that day maybe into answering yes to those questions and giving them that element of this that they can't buy. They can't steal it. They gotta could do it with like this, and that's to get your consent. I guess in essence, they've stolen your consent through fraud, haven't they? But yet they can come back and say ignorance of the law is no excuse. Hell, you should know what you are. Well, you should if it hadn't been so cleverly hidden and obfuscated. Okay. pretty slick guys here but they recognize it and and they again i'm sure they they'd hate to admit it but they can't totally overcome god's laws and make themselves gods that's part of what this exercise in we're in with this covid and this technical stuff so they could go form their whole new universe and they would be the gods because they formed it because they can't overcome the god that formed this one 
they can do a lot of shifty stuff and make it appear that they have. But when the rubber meets the road, as we've evidenced here with our program and our example, when the rubber meets the road, they can't do it, can they? They can't overcome all of those different Declaration of Independence and uh, Articles of Confederation and those those documents that had to be veneered over, those systems that were veneered over to make it appear as if there's a hot new system. You know, the look at the new pig, the one with the different little tutu and the different colored lipstick. That's their power. This kind of stuff tricking you in your mind. That's their power. Oh, yeah, they got a lot of money. They can buy a lot of people. They can do a lot of mercenary stuff. But most of it's illusion. We'll see as we go forward. It's a heck of a time. So, uh, what else do people's use folks here on the board might have something you want to discuss? You guys would just expect me to sit here and run well, my, my mouth for two hours. Do what, that Chris? we could probably. Well, it seems to me that the uh, clear and undeniable medical examiner's report on the sicknick true cause of death. Uh, has some saliency since they tried to claim he was hit in the head with a fire extinguisher, claimed he was sprayed with bear spray and every other kind of nonsense, farcical thing. So if he actually had a, some sort of a coronary or other occlusion that caused his death uh, and didn't get home till 10 o'clock that night after everything was gone over, it must be that it was a because he was a very conservative uh, rights oriented guy and he's exactly the kind they would target to sacrifice to get him out of there and he was probably a MAGA supporter that was a victim of the left wing terrorism and they may have taken him out in some fashion could have been it's nice that the truth's coming out i want them to continue to hold their feet to the fire on this uh uh, uh bobbit Babbitt uh, girl's murder and and get that guy who, who they absolutely do not want to come off his name. Okay. Buddy, they do not want to come off of it. I think eventually that they're going to be forced to. And it's going to be something like this uh, Chauvin, uh, not only the, the Chauvin guy, the guy Sek Seknik. How do you say his name, Chris? Whatever his Seknik. name was. Yeah. The one that supposedly was hit in the head with a fire extinguisher by Patriots, right? Yeah, well, they're being exposed on a whole bunch of their lies, man. Uh, the the um, January 6th thing is continuing to be exposed. But, boy, are they pressing the hammer on that. They're still holding some of those people in jail and still trying to charge them and run them up for years on on something that was trespassing at the worst, where somebody, if you're a... If, who was I seeing somebody did something? If you're a convicted pedophile, you only get three years and you'll probably only have to serve six months. And here are these people that trespassed technically inside the Capitol. They went in when, when Capitol guards were holding the doors open for them. And they walked in and they stayed within the little 
uh, 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 guidelines there, the velvet aisle uh, definers, and they didn't do oh, a damn are. thing, and they're trying to not, you know, convict him for seven years. And well, then you Roger. got Maxine Waters going over over the weekend and literally causing. They caught the guy, twenty year old, that shot into the vehicle with the National Guardsman in it. By the way, injured went. They shot a number, several bullets through the windshield. Injured a couple of the guys inside with some of the glass, I guess. And uh, uh, and the judge in the trial yesterday, as he's turning the case over, made the comment, well, the, a, a representative of Congress came in and probably gave you the overturn any verdict you will, you might not agree with on appeal. So Maxine Waters goes in and gives them the basis to overturn the decision she's trying to get. These people are absolutely frigging beside themselves. Okay? Roger, she is absolutely unhinged she is tampering with the jury obviously and blatantly threatening to terrorize the country if they don't come back with the verdict that she is mandating with her congressional authority and the judge has the audacity to try to claim that she's just what a mere congresswoman says doesn't make any difference and still talking about it may cause a mistrial in the incident and i still roger will tell you that from the very first that this happened, we talked about this on this show, this is exactly a very violent usurpation, an infiltration special operation with Nancy Pelosi's Antifa and Black Lives Matter and other military aspects of infiltrators that went in there specially to frame the blame on the MAGA victims because they were dressed in their garbs dressing like the Indians attacking the Tea Party or the Indians attacking the settlers going through Utah. It's the same thing. Put on your enemy's robes, go in there and do violent acts, and then vaporate and leave them to take to frame the blame on the intended victims that you paint as criminal perpetrators. Well, I remember the night when that flared up, the first night, and there was a video of uh, a black gal and there were these BLM people, that, uh, they were females, and they were going on businesses of spray paint and stuff, BLM and, and stuff. And the, the black gal confronted them, and she said, you're not black? And it was evidently some of that Somalian community up there, you know. But they had them dressed up in the garb, and they're out uh, uh, facilitating all the trappings of, of BLM. Uh, so that's been going on on the first, but, you know, that couldn't have they couldn't have set up George Floyd to, to have, go in there and pass a counterfeit bill and have the cops call. But they were ready to bring anything in, and they had all the all of their deal set up to react to something like that and take full advantage of it. Well, notwithstanding the fact that Chauvin and George Floyd worked, or whatever this guy's name really was, worked off-duty at a stripping club, one of them inside and outside is security, uh, the actual fact that he was in that store where he supposedly passed the $20 bill, the fake, and he was obviously dazed, confused, under the influence. And apparently when he went out, there was like 25 minutes there before he got in the car or on the ground that they were talking to this guy. So, and he was telling me he's having troubles breathing. 
and he obviously had overdosed on fentanyl. He obviously, when the police showed up, swallowed his stash of drugs right. to try to get rid of them right. and probably overdosed. Well, they found one of the, the fentanyl pills in the back of the squad car that had his saliva and DNA in it. He had spit out. And there's no telling well, how many how many that he uh, swallowed in that because here the cops come and it, it Chauvin wasn't even a primary he was called as backup for that. I heard Bar go uh, uh, Barnes going into some of the specifics about it, some of this technical stuff's the reason I know it. But um, yeah, it looks like they just took full advantage of that, and of course then that Portland was. I don't remember if Seattle and Portland were already in process or if they drummed up after that. But anyway, the George Floyd thing was certainly a big catalyst for everything they pulled off last summer. Now, the question is, are we going into another summer like last summer even more intense? Are we? Is that what they got planned for us right now? Anybody got any insight on that? Long, hot summer on a hot tin roof, Roger. And hang on, it's going to be a wild ride. Cat on a hot tin roof. Good morning. Good morning. Is that Viva La Revolution? CC. The, uh, you know, it's interesting, isn't it, that they wait till spring to have that trial when they could have had it headed in winter and, uh, you know, quelled some of the unrest. Don't know, you know, scheduling of that and the court system and all of that stuff. I, they're certainly trying to maximize it on their, their – what they're having to do is trying to go back and now validate all that activity by getting a, a, a guilty verdict out of this. Okay. And, Don't suppose Mayor Bowser had anything to do with that particular timing to make it – viable for her demonstrators and revolutionary terrorists to come out and tear up the streets in nice weather. For well, you know, Chris, it's a very, it's an interesting observation. And again, this is Barnes talking, you know, Robert Barnes, Viva La Barnes. I think y'all know. Some most yeah, of you. He, he's good. Okay. So he did uh, Alex's show a couple hours. And most of it was about these things on Sunday. Uh, they had a plea bargain with Chauvin, Chauvin, however you say his name, and he would have done a number of years and stuff. And then the prosecution pulled that back and they wanted to make it more of a show trial. And it looks like it may have backfired in their face and they may get a not guilty verdict out of this. I bet you the jury will be hung. What do you think? Don't know. I don't know. It just seems like if you're on that jury, you're probably going to have a few patriots that are just going to be oh, they're probably going to be a majority wanting to convict them, and there'll be one or two people be like, no, we're not. Well, gonna. they've already didn't. Know. They didn't want to let their addresses out, and they're you know already uh, potentially threatening the jurors back before the trial started. You better bring a guilty verdict in and all that stuff. I don't know all of the specifics on that, but I know they they certainly. I believe the judge is right with her statement and the things that happened that no matter what happens, somebody's got an appeal. Okay. If they rule against Chauvin, he's got a great appeal. 
They're just stupid. Yeah. These that's how, they, that's how that's how chutzpah and 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 out of control these bastards are. This is a good example of it. Did you guys? I, I've posted something. Did you guys uh, realize that there is a UN resolution that talks about anytime you're replacing the people or the culture, that is a form of genocide. And I think that's a great talking point to get people riled up about all this. You know, why do you bring a bunch of Somalians into Minneapolis when you got plenty of blacks to fill the, you know, the low hanging jobs and all that? Like, it's just, it's obviously a plan where, you know, why are the black people in Congress not fighting? You know, I think you could turn it and get them pissed off at their own black congressmen. That's happening already. Yeah. In fact, genocide is nothing but a nice word for mass murder. Well, but there's different forms of it. According to the UN, let me pull up the document. I've posted it a few times here. Let me see. Article 2, killing members of a group. That's A. B, causing bodily or mental harm to members of the group. C, deliberately inflicting on the group conditions of life calculated to bring about its physical destruction. It's physical destruction in whole or in part. D, imposing measures intended to prevent births within the group. E, forcibly transferring children of the group to another group. So we fall well within B, C, D. Well, you got the Nuremberg uh, uh, tribunal's decisions, too, on everything basically with this vaccination and what they're doing. They break all of that. There are a few people, in, I guess, in Europe, uh, especially, that are getting together lawyers and going filing suits against some of these folks. We'll see where it turns up, you know. Um, I like the fact that Veritas has got a way to go after Twitter now. Okay? God, isn't he doing a great job yeah, for just, a young guy? He's fantastic. doing amazing work. Yep, yeah. yep. That he is, and uh, I got a question. All the accolades to him. A question? A question? Who has a question? Terrence has a question. Terrence, hey, welcome back, man. How you doing? Well, I've pulled over aside eating my lunch and I had a minute. My question is were the paramedics that showed up on George Floyd that carted them away, were they questioned at the trial? Don't know. Does anybody know? And if they weren't, that shows this is nothing but a show trial. It's a fake, and the whole thing is a lie. Because those were the those were the two firsthand witnesses of everything. As far Steve as Steve Well, I, I there's Aaron. no there's no way for anybody to kill anybody doing what George what Chauvin did to George Floyd with his knee on his back. Uh, excuse well, that's me. That's what I'm saying. If these if these paramedics uh, if these paramedics weren't questioned at the trial as witnesses, that's proof, as far as I'm concerned, and evidence that this is a fake lie. Trial. Well, they got look. Even they they got the prosecution tried or got Terrence the the coroner's report on his blood test excluded to show that he had three times the amount of fentanyl in the system it takes to kill somebody. They got that kind of stuff excluded. Uh, if I yeah, might. that's circumstantial. A, a coroner's yeah, blood test? 
It's circumstantial. They weren't first-hand witnesses. They weren't there. The blood was there. What do you want to say, Chris? Well, yeah. two, a couple of things now since the conversation has moved on. Uh, Steve Elkins is a he, uh, emergency room technician, and he has actual EMT experience. Multiple other people, including myself, have been EMTs. And we can tell you that the people that drove up on that scene that jumped out didn't do any pre-protocol assessments of Mr. Floyd before they threw him on the gurney and hauled him away without doing any breathing checking or checking for a pulse or anything else was absolutely preposterous nonsense like a bunch of actors and they didn't seem to be properly equipped as true EMTs would. So I think uh, Terrence's observation, it being a show trial and perhaps a crisis managed event production uh, in the FBI style from the Quantico training in crisis event management uh, is very, very likely and it was obviously orchestrated very carefully to bring out this particular trial at this particular time to have maximum effect of lighting the fires of revolution in Minneapolis to destroy the town and divide the country. Those, those two paramedics are the main witnesses, and they weren't questioned in the trial. They were kept out of it, and that... As far as I'm concerned, that's the fraud. That proves it's a fraud, well, no matter I mean, what look, anybody else says. Uh, Terrence, the city of Minneapolis, did you see the, the uh, civil award that they gave George Floyd's family and announced the day before the trial started? $27 million. They gave George Floyd's family a $27 million wrongful death award civilly. Right. Was that done through an insurance company? Or I don't. Was that I have no city? idea. I have no idea. I no. I'm sure the city or the state was involved in it for the timing I mean, to be it, the way. How is that low life worth twenty seven million dollars? I mean, that's it's staged, man. It is. It's totally. They have got to get They're a guilty all... verdict on this to justify everything that happened, and then to beat everybody over the head with it going forward. So all this trial and payoff and payola and fraud and lies is uh, executed without first-hand knowledge of witnesses. Yeah, just get, that get picked up George Floyd's body. Get to the realization that we this are in the amazing. Soviet show trial type system. Well, I mean, come on, it's a, it's a corrupt state. George Soros has got his minions controlling the state, like he does in Michigan, like he does in Pennsylvania, like he does in well, uh, Wisconsin. Here this morning, the story broke. Zucker, Zucker screwer. Okay, he gave in his little organization gave three million dollars to Maricopa County. All of a sudden, it's been, nobody knows who took it. Nobody signed for it. Nobody will fess up to getting it. It's just $3 million is gone. Well, it had to be in a check or a wire. It seems like it would be pretty easy to tr trace what account it went into. You know, I doubt he gave it to him in cash. That's interesting. Okay. You can go check the story. It was on uh, Citizen Free Press or something. All right. It's just all rife. The whole the whole damn country just corrupt. It's been corrupted by a corruptible, corrupted monetary system. It's the debt monetary system that's the spawn of Satan that's at the root of all this crap. Yep. Okay. 
and until real men stand up. It's like that inf that article yesterday on Infowars where this this black lady posted something on Twitter, I think. I don't know. It was, a, it was an article talking about how at 11:40 at night there were two little blonde little eight, nine, ten year old girls, you know, up on stage with a uh, transvestite, you know, stripper helping collect the money, you know. So I don't know what kind of parents, you know, is going on with all this shit. Apparently it was in California. Well, it's probably you know. the parents that they uh, took them away from down in Nicaragua or Guatemala and smuggled them across the border. I mean, listen, there's no telling what this fiasco, how it's going to change the country. Um, it, it, the, the who, who knows? But that kind of stuff, I heard about that. Cody, I didn't go see in the videos up there a couple of places. There's d d different examples of that drag, Saturday drag queen stuff kind of activity. Uh, it's just repulsive. It's who they are. You know, it's just like today's Hitler's birthday. You know, they'd done the same thing to Germany. They'd taken it over, ruled it for a long time. They'd turned Berlin into the cesspool of the world. Berlin had all of this and that we got pretty much today, maybe even more back 100 years ago. Okay? But it was just one main city. Now they've turned that into, in many cases, the whole uh, much of the world. But it's it's our fault for allowing it. It's like it used to be illegal to have all this, you know, gay stuff on TV. I was talking to guys that his girlfriend really likes to watch TV, but she's red pilled. But like all these shows, you know, now has these kids, you know, screwing everybody in their friend group and the girls being lesbians and, you know, all this nonsense that normalizing all this. It's just it never used to even be legal. So we somehow we need to go back to making this stuff you know, illegal. They're going to have to, this whole thing's going to have to fall before uh, we get back to that, I'm afraid. It's going to have to be something yeah. like happened in Berlin. You know, Hitler taking over this. These are the type of situations that bring rise to people like Adolf to come in or yeah. whoever's going to belly up to the bar and try and address this and see about straightening it out. And, uh, you know, all the book burning that's so. Uh, demonized out of Germany and the book burners. All it was was the Talmud and a bunch of pornography and a lot of the crap that was floating around in Berlin. That's what they've earned. Yeah. Why, why does everybody have to turn into, like, you have a nationalist like Hitler who seemed to be a true nat, but they always have to go off the deep end, don't they? Like, all these guys in politics end up going off the deep end, it seems. Like, why did he, if he wouldn't have invaded Russia, he might have... I don't know all the history that well, but I mean, it seems like if he wouldn't have invaded Russia, he might have actually had I, success with. Russia. I think if he wouldn't have invaded Russia, Russia probably would have invaded him. You know, uh, that little treaty that they signed wasn't. I don't believe either side had very good or honorable intentions. But regardless, yeah, having a second front on the uh, coming along and him having to fight both of them was just a. It was just not a good move. Roger, I just looked at AJ here for a minute, and they had a big picture blowed up full screen of Maxine Waters with her shield on, and you could see her eyes very clearly. They are maximally dilated. It's my uh, discerned opinion that that's either androphine or ecstasy or some other drug of that nature. She is obviously a drugged-out maniac posing as a congressman. 
Well, did you see that? <laughs> who was a uh, member was Rodney King? Remember the Rodney King incidents in Los Angeles? I just watched it recently. It was horrific beatdown. Did you know that she was a congressperson back then and got up saying the same stuff about Rodney King? I saw the clip last night. We're demanding justice. This is almost the same spiel. It must have been right when she was first elected to Congress. Doesn't surprise me. She's not a critical thinker. She has a script that she's reading every time. Critical thinker. No, she's not hardly a critical thinker. I don't believe too many of these commie, communists, at least not the ones that are operatives, that the ones that they're, you know, he's coming over and using to accomplish their crap, they ain't critical thinkers. They're easily buffaloed people. Okay. I, uh, some of the, there was a, a great little video over again. Citizens Free Press has got some very unusual stuff. I should help them blow their horn a little bit i did not get to see tucker last night but evidently he had an interview with desantis and he asked desantis what his favorite news site was and he said citizens free press so and i like it a lot too they have stories over there like the one i'm going to relate to you that you just don't see anywhere else and they had a video of this little one of these snowflakes with green hair with one of these like women's studies degrees or something and whoever she lived with or her landlord was was kicking her butt out in two weeks and she had a, a literally a screaming fit her and her green hair right there on the video did any of you see that it's worth going back and digging up and watching over on citizens free press she just about had a hissy fit no you can't do that no your degree's worthless no no it was pretty funny um it's nice to see a meltdown you know when they get confronted with some reality and this is all the communist thing they've been working on it for a long time there's another short clip i think it's over there same website citizen free press i looked at i believe maybe it was the other one hold on it was a clip of a gal who uh, infiltrated the Communist Party back in the 50s for the FBI. Did anybody, any of you see that? Well, you guys, it, it was, and she was saying, well, all they want to do is go in and cause riots, and she was a black woman. They wanted me to go get into my community and start getting people to go out and demonstrate and this, that, and the other. And she said it had been going on a long time already. And this, like I said, was in the 50s or the 60s. Okay. This is stuff they've been planting. They've been planting seeds. I remember them saying when all the Jew immigrants started hitting New York in the 1880s up until about the 1910s and that, and that, they said they called New York the golden honeycomb. And their cry when they hit Rikers Island was organize, organize, organize. Now we see why, don't we? Well, it's something the white people have a hard time doing, unfortunately. Yep, yep. We're stubborn. We fight against each other. They're they're uniting for a a, a, a common agenda, uh, in a big picture, long term well, agenda. One could argue that they deserve it because they know how to organize, even though they're, I don't know, evil. They're for evil, but well, you you see if uh, even if organized evil succeeds or it doesn't. Okay. Yeah. 
in the end it may not. But uh, well, they've always well a thousand and thirty times previously they've failed. Let's see how they do this time. Well, they all have pretty good lives before they fail, you know, with all that with all that fiat magic money currency they they get their hands on. Yeah, and in the end, all of that stuff doesn't really bring much satisfaction or happiness. If it did, they wouldn't be so miserable, would they? I mean, look, they've got all of that they can handle. they got more money than they can ever spend, and they're still not satisfied or happy. Well, is it that they're not satisfied, or they just have to maintain some? I think some it's that it's some drive. I think it's some drive in their religion, creed, genes, something that they've got to be in control. Well, all this censorship, they've got to have it so that the goyim doesn't get get organized. They gotta, you know, they gotta well stick their foot, you know, in the door constantly, or they're gonna. That that shows you somebody that's insecure right there, doesn't it? Well, potentially they know they're doing the wrong thing, and they know if once the goyim gets smart, they're gonna that's go their against big, them. So, that's their know. big fear. It's 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 cost them their agenda thousand thirty times in history. They know it better than we do. That's why you're seeing them slap all that censorship, and especially even go after like Gab. Uh, and as nature abhors a vacuum, the more they do that, the more they expose themselves and the more alternate sites start popping up and people saying, I'm not going to have that. You know, here, Cody, you're the, uh, the one, did you see the article on zero hedge about the, the blueprint and Bitcoin convention, the blueprint where they're the guys that are printing guns. No, I, I've been so busy. I've barely looked at other more than information. They had a, they had a, it wasn't a, a big event. There's a small event, but it's all these people that are doing all this printing of guns and proliferating this system that they can't shut down. They ain't gonna get. They're never gonna get all the guns because <laughs> these guys have got so many different patterns, so many different models. They had a fifty, a fifty caliber uh, that they can print. Okay. Uh, and they got a bunch of semi-automatics, different calibers. It was very impressive. Okay, this all doesn't matter unless people are going to use them for, you know, for good. And but what, know, they all they, these guns, and they know most people aren't going to use them. Well, they'll use them when the thugs start attacking their property and their family at home. That's what they don't want: is you to have that line of defense. In that experimental stage, you wouldn't see me get my face anywhere near those receivers. Well, you're you're just printing the receiver. You're not printing the, the barrel. So you they were making. They've got a they got a machine the barrel without. They got a machine. You, they got a machine. You can make a barrel in. I forgot twenty minutes. Well, the barrels are not regulated. That's the important part to remember. It's only the receiver with the serial sure. number on it. So, and there's no pressure in the receiver. Yeah, there was. I should have uh, saved the, the video. There's yeah, a seventeen. Chamber. Not in the lower. Not depending on what your configuration is, but an uh -huh. AR, there's no real pressure to speak of in the lower. It's all, you know, kept in the upper portion, which is non-regulated. Uh, I've passed some video around of a blown-out receiver. I would not want my face near that. Yeah. No argument Look, I there. Had a, I, I had a Glock about damaged my hand one day, and it turns out, here's what it was, guys. If you guys got a Glock, be careful using reloaded ammunition. Apparently, the way it seats, you know, seats in the chamber, there's a, a part that is, is, is not surrounded. 
and it would blow out with this little notch. Like, uh, so I called him. I said, what the hell is going on? It's, it's like something hit my hand really hard. I couldn't figure out what the hell was going on. Well, the, the casing was coming out with this little blowout mark. And he said, oh, yeah, Glocks are known for that using reloaded ammunition. They, they don't – I don't know how it is. I didn't take it apart. But somehow in that chamber, there's a little notch, I'm assuming, you know, where it, you know, has the ejector or something that doesn't fully surround that case. And if you're using – reloaded shit it blows a bunch of gas back and it feels like something's damn near hurts your hand pretty bad i don't think too much of those glocks anyway they sure got popular they had the 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 place uh, the distributor place was out in smyrna georgia um so uh, what else? We've got about 30 minutes to talk uh, about something here of importance. I'd like for some of y'all to bring something of importance on your plate forward. Know what it is. I see Murr's joined us. Anybody got something they want to add? Sure, Roger. I, I've got a question for you. Okay. Is that Joe? It is. Uh, last week I heard you guys touch base on it, but I didn't really hear an in-depth uh, analysis of it. With your system, we're getting out of the uh, the debt slavery. But uh, there, there was something mentioned last week about uh, land taxes, how to get out from under that. Well, the uh, the guy we had, and you may want to go back, Joe, and it was last year in February, and it was one of the Fridays. You can go back and look at a calendar and specify that a little more exactly. And it was uh, had Brent on, and we had this guy that does that for people named Ron Gibson on, who helps people get a loyal title to their property. He's been doing it for a lot of, number of years, uh, very successfully. Chris uh, on with us now has used his stuff and met him. Brent and Chris both went to a seminar he had out there recently, but you could go back and listen to his uh, deal. And he, he helps people, like I said, do it. And he uh, says you can do it anywhere in the country. So if you're interested in that, that's the first place I'd check. And he's got all his reference stuff in that talk, websites, phone numbers, etc. Okay. But now it's very interesting because when Samuel brought Ron to us originally, and I started thinking, and see, you could be, a citizen of the United States, and you go through his course or his uh, uh, pro his program, and you get a loyal title to your land, you must accomplish the same thing of rebutting the presumption. Because if you can own land, you're not property. So Roger. it must be like a back door into accomplishing this status change. Yes, Chris. Well, when you're a land patent or a loyal title, be simple, absolute owner, you're a freeholder. And that's a free man on the land, actually a landlord, if you will. And therefore, it must have similar circumstances. And I got through that originally by um, Eric Madsen up in Colorado. And uh, I successfully defended down in Arizona. It took quite a while to work through their so-called administrative processes, but I ultimately prevailed in the Federal Circuit Court of Appeals 
on international law treaties, private grants of land-made patent, and constitutional diversity of citizenship, and they were required to pave 11 miles of previously unpaved road to say they were sorry they got caught violently trespassing on private grants of land-made patent at the power of Congress with the hand and seal of the POTUS. You can follow up on it and go back and find that with uh, with Mr. Gibson and follow up on it, Joe. Uh, it's not my specialty, although, Chris, if you've got some specific questions, Chris has been through this, like he just said, so... Okay. I may have to get with Chris a little yeah. bit later on. Uh, I'm kind of pressed for time now. Okay. But, uh, Chris, do you have Telegram or, or some other way I could link up with you off the show? Well, I do have a Telegram. I don't check it every day, but if I know something's incoming, I'll take a look and see. And uh, I'm definitely up there. And. Uh, Roger can send you my contact information. Also. I, I, I don't I don't have an email or whatever that I know to send you anything on, Chris, really. I've got well, I don't number. have email. I got your phone number, but I, Joe doesn't have my phone number. Why don't you put your phone number in the uh, in the message thing here? You know what I'm talking about? Are you sitting at a computer or are you on your phone? I'm on my phone. Now I'm talking to Chris. Chris, can you see the message thing on the board here? The chat. Yeah, he sees it. Okay. Uh, Chris, can you see what I'm talking about? It's in there. Okay. You put it in okay, there already? Got it. Okay, good enough. Well, now we got that problem solved. Hey, good morning. Good morning, hey, Mr. Darrell. I got uh, good morning, everybody. I got a, a message here for Joe. I guess his name is Joe. Hi, Joe. Uh, if you got your ink pen, pencil ready, I'll give you everybody Ron Gibson's uh, information. Everybody ready? <laughs> Let me know when you're ready to copy. Joe, are you reading Daryl there? He said he had yeah. to go. He might have yeah, popped I'm, off. I'm getting to work. Okay, there you go. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Ron Gibson's uh, name is Ron Gibson. Uh, spelled just the way it sounds. Phone number, area code 541 Six two one five five four eight. Mailing address eight one five North Central Suite D Medford M E D F O R D Medford Oregon. Niner seven five zero one, and he's uh, he's all old school and uh, real uh, real nice guy, and uh, so 
Uh, I bought both of his books after Samuel brought us to our attention. I got right in touch with him, and he was very approachable, really nice uh, guy. And uh, so uh, you probably want to buy his books. Uh, there's a lot of information in there that uh, the first book is, well, one of the books are You're Not a Slave. And the other book title is uh, What You Need to Know About Land Patents, Letters of Patent. So, um, and, hey, D-Dub, uh, excuse me. Yeah. Can you uh, yeah. repeat those last two numbers on his phone number again, please? It broke up on my end. Uh, his, yeah, I'll just repeat the phone number again. The whole number is All right, go ahead. 541 Right. Yeah, five four one six two one five five four eight. Yeah. All right, there you go. Thanks, Daryl. So, yeah, you might wanna you might, you know, have a have a chat with him or uh, have some kind of dialogue or communication. I, I highly recommend buying the, the books to familiarize yourself with the uh, overview in the process and uh, so you, you've done due diligence and you're fully informed as to what you're about to partake in if you decide to do that so uh, Joe I bet you can put Ron Gibson in a, in maybe even YouTube and find some of his videos on uh, on there too okay let me ask let me ask you guys who is the Ron Gibson that's always doing like the info wars and the Republic broadcasting? Like he reposts them. That's a different Ron I, Gibson. I, listen, man, I had a I had a real good friend and a roommate for five years named Ron Gibson. It ain't either one of those two, so pretty, it's a real common name. Common. Well, you just have yeah, to be I, aware. I knew one, like, too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. If you go on YouTube, just make sure you put in Ron Gibson land patents, and it'll come up then. Cause you'll, there you go, put land patents. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because otherwise you'll get all that stuff, like all those info, info wars and, you know, whatever, not been purged under that Ron Gibson rebroadcast stuff. Yeah, but there's there's really, there's only one Roger Sales. <laughs> That's right. Hey, Roger. <laughs> there's only one. That's right. There's only one. Hey. <laughs> And they've been well aware oh. of me for over 10 years since we started putting this information on the air back when I really didn't have anywhere near the handle on it we got now. And they were scared of it back then. Okay. So. Well. And remember, they went after well. John and Glenn, man, these two guys that at, were peddling. Where Joe, I got look, I got a beep beep coming there from you if you could stick your mute on thing. That's okay. To get to my mic at all. Yeah, that's okay. Um John and Glenn, when they put this together, don't forget they sent all of this material that they Daryl's got a whole bunch of the stuff, the original textbook and a bunch of things that I I had somebody my brother bring up there to him for the library. And they sent that stuff to the IRS in Philadelphia. And they said, listen, we're going to be teaching this around the country, and if any of your agents want to come to our 
seminars and they show their ID, we'll let them in and we won't charge them. We'll give them free class materials. And so the IRS wrote them back and said, well, thank you very much. We'll turn this over to the education department. And within a couple of months, the education department showed up with Glocks at the door. (laughs) Now, this was in 1992, folks. This was 30 years ago. The federal government doesn't act that fast for anything, do they? Except for something super important. I think that was a misnomer. I think it was the re-education department. (laughs) So. Uh, so uh, they've known so, about this and but, then they went after him with a vengeance when John and Glenn started running for office and getting out on the campaign trail talking about these tax issues Okay, and that's when they decided to come after him it took them years to get through the process because they were very very astute at litigation and countering everything glenn's a great writer and john knew the law stone cold so every time they'd come with a decision they'd appeal it to the 10th circuit in denver they'd have to go over there and hear the whatever it was make a decision come back and start again so it took them a long time but hell man they put them up for 15 and a half years all because these guys had the thread on the feudal connections what i believe I mean, think about it. Nobody yeah. else in our community has ever had that idea. And if you and it was presented to most of them, they turned their backs on it and poo-pooed it. Daryl's observation was correct, oh. but actually I think what they did is they took a letter out of the word, and it's, instead of education, it's education, where they take out your brain and fill it full of crap and tell you you're being educated. Well... I uh, I was working on a little something here last night as to uh, like a self-assessment tool as to whether or not or to what degree you're still under mind control because everybody has been to some degree. And uh, the three leading indicators of uh, what I call objective mind control are you wear a mask, you have or will take an injection, and the big one you're still paying IRS surf fees. And uh, that really stings, doesn't it? But that's a, that's a form of mind control right there. Yep, there is your mind control. Yep. <laughs> Ouch. Not too much, not too much argument. Hey, Painful, isn't it? Yeah, hey, go ahead. Hey, Hey, what's the research that you've done? You know, you, you talk about we're, we're supposed to be sovereigns. You know, this that was the intention of the forefathers when you look back, you know. But what does it mean to be sovereign? You know, the old kings, the king still would answer to the people. I mean, the big landowners would answer to the king. I mean, well, sovereign, the word sovereign is a, it's actually a very uh, slippery word. Uh, and, uh, you know, the law. A lot of comments have been made about, well, you know, as uh, as Americans under the Constitution, you know, we're supposed to have been sovereigns without subjects. And that's that's all well and fine. Uh, and uh, do, did somebody want to interrupt me there? Go ahead. If, if I might, 
The word term yeah, sovereign is a compound word. It's two elements, sov and reign. Sov means self, and reign means to rule, regulate, control, or manage. So it's a self-ruling individual that takes personal responsibility for his own actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Chris. That's beautiful. Uh, and the, uh, the, only, uh, the only jurisdiction in which you have that uh, duty... Uh, not just a right, but a duty to reign over oneself would be in a in a common common law, uh, f- uh, political form of law, uh, jurisdiction, status. Um, so, in a in a civil system, that absolutely would be uh, antithetical to reign over oneself <laughs> you know that's that's the that's the inversion right there so uh you've never known anybody who was uh, sovereign from that standpoint um then um uh, so if you go back to magna carta and uh, the dukes and the barons and the people that presented uh, King John with the Magna Carta, the tip of a sword. Um, these, uh, all these men that were present and signatories uh, to the Magna Carta were all at that time, every last one of them were free, understood to be freeholders. Hmm? And freeholders were not serfs. Freeholders weren't peons. They weren't peasants. They weren't villains. Okay, they were a different cast of man. They were freeholders, and the Magna Carta uh, was only in relationship in that contract between uh, freeholders and King John. So, um, as long as as long as you by whatever circumstances, maintain a status of a um, United States citizen subject to and therefore the jurisdiction thereof of uh, the 14th Amendment, your civil rights, and uh, so on and so forth. Uh, there's no possibility of you being a party to any part of uh, self-rule. Uh, that's... Yeah. That's just, uh, I mean, you know, I, we've, anybody who's been around here for a while knows we've, we've worn that. I don't think you can really wear it out, but we have really uh, taken the new off of this conversation. And I'm just trying to maybe, you know, sort of put it in some terms here. The brainwashing is, that's a good explanation because the brainwashing is just so complete. And uh, let me, let me well, read, if I might. Somebody posted this to Telegram. It looks like one of these historical signs. Daryl, I sent, emailed it to you. I don't know. Are you on Telegram at all? Or Telegram is really I don't bad. do any of that stuff. Uh, Telegram, that. I'm old Telegram's a pretty good little communications program, in all honesty. It's really, it's really handy. You should actually look at using their voice chat feature and uh, rebroadcasting. They're, they're trying to do some kind of radio stuff. I don't know if they're going to – I don't know how it's going to work. But anyway um, – Here's the American creed. I do not choose to be a common man. It is my right to be uncommon. I seek opportunity to develop whatever talents God gave me, not security. I do not wish to be a kept citizen. 
That's very important right there. I do not wish to be a kept citizen, humbled and dulled by having the state look after me. So I don't know. It goes on, but I don't know if that's, you know, an actual historical sign or if somebody found it. Have you guys ever read that? It looked like it. I saw it posted the other day and glanced at it. Yeah. It looks like I the ones you wish. see on the side of the road, you know. Somebody yeah, put but it I like that where it says, I do not wish. Well, you know, it, back, it, back then, yeah. Back then they had a different uh, Cody, it, it, it reminds me of something that I've uh, read several times in Scripture. I wish I had a better memory. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, to not be just a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word. Yep. So... Um, it's of no effect if you're just a hearer or a uh, recapitulator or a echo chamber or a, a plagiarizer of conversation and uh, a recapitulation of uh, previous. Uh, you can read the Constitution and, and every patriotic or uh, any of this stuff to uh, – to exhaustion, and unless you apply apply it in your person, of no effect. It just doesn't mean anything. And I think a lot of people over the years uh, have really tried to excite and gin up other people to do something that they weren't willing to do. And I, uh, well, they've lost. Their, I, I, it's, it's more than that. The, the, the brainwashing yeah, is so complete yeah. that they've lost their history. They've lost what they. Well, they never. They didn't lose it. They never had it. They never had it. But they don't. They <laughs> didn't know that it, it exists there to be to be latched well, onto. Yeah. They don't have to recreate it. They don't have to necessarily well, fight and recreate a new system. The system is there. Well, that, you know. They just. Yeah. That's why. That's you know. You can't know what you don't know, Cody. Right, I mean, that's right. just impossible. Yeah. Then they this can't is why even we, comprehend we, of different systems other than what they've been introduced to this little bit of this life they've lived. They think yeah, well, everything that's, like that's that is exactly normal. Right. Yeah. Okay, it's the way it's supposed to be. Condition, custom, and usage. Condition and usage, custom and program, generational, generational indoctrination. Okay, I mean, there's there's any number. There's a half a dozen manifestos that explain how this is done. And uh, so here, here's some fundamental things here for you guys. If, if you, you yourself personally or people around you are not genuinely of a curious nature, okay, a curious nature, then uh, you're, you're wasting your time. You're just wasting your time because I ain't going to do any of this for you. I ain't going to do nothing for you. <laughs> okay. I already did it. Whatever I can do, and I'm doing whatever I can do for me now. I share what I think and what I've done, but I don't. I don't talk about hypotheticals here. So unless you're curious, you're just wasting your time. And then, uh, so if you're not curious, then you can't. uh, uh, You can't be uh, uh, creative, and you won't uh, be inventive. And you won't be, there's all kinds of, see, it all starts with curiosity. And if you don't, if you don't have that in you, if you don't have that spark of curiosity, it, uh, it all, it all really does sort of come out of there. Um, 
to, uh, I mean, at some point and, and see, there's nobody here that can do this for you. You know, nobody, nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna, uh, it, I mean, it just becomes that simple. You can hear about this all you want and, but you, you have to be the doer. And, uh, so couldn't you interchange? that's like you can't go to church. <laughs> couldn't you, yeah, interchange? you can't go to, you can't go to a church. Yeah. You can't go to a church and, and have the, have the nice lady in the third row from the right and the rear, uh, save you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm with her. You can't, it doesn't yeah. work that way. Right. You have, you have to do it. Okay. That's, well, and then, you could argue, yeah. you know, now that because the, the men are, you know, we're not living biblically and letting the men, you know, run the household, you know, I've ran into the situation. Well, now my wife, she doesn't want to file to be a national. And then she throws in my face, oh, you don't want to pay taxes. Well, of course I don't want to pay more than I have to. Who, want, who, who wants to pay taxes? Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, you're just trying to get it. Like, she thinks I'm trying to do something legal, you know. And <laughs> I, I made... This is what this is what Michael and I try to do. I, I just sort of draft off of Michael in all honesty, but this is what we do on Sunday nights is try to uh, give you the the revised edition of, of history. Mm-hmm. And uh, from a we don't you know we don't talk about uh, scripture and a lot of religious things. Uh, some of it comes out a little bit here and there, but we we just approach it from a, a secular. Uh, uh, empirical. Uh, these are the facts, and and then in their own words, and then relate it to perspective and context, and then the evidence. And, and some people uh, don't like uh, this thing called critical thinking. Well, I, I happen to do a lot of it. It managed to keep me alive, and a lot of other people doing critical thinking. I'd like to understand people who don't like critical thinking. I'd like to. Before I jump on them, I'd like to hear what their what their uh, definition of that is, so I don't I don't misunderstand. Maybe they have a different understanding of what that is. But without uh, critical thinking, I don't believe that you have the ability to be objective about yourself. And uh, so, this is this is the big question, guys. This is the big question here. Here it comes, big one, big philosophical statement. If can you? Can you personally, you, you yourself, can you be objective about the subjective? Can you be objective about yourself? Because without that, I don't think you can problem solve. I really don't think you can problem solve without that. Yeah, go ahead. To your point about that being objective about the subjective, I might point out to Mr. Viva on the call today that I had the same sort of situation, very similar, where I had created an affidavit of status for my bride, making her a national instead of a subject slave citizen. And it wasn't long after that that I had some concerns that what was going on didn't seem normal. And ultimately, after the fact, I discovered that she had been flipped to become a betraying wife and became an undercover asset for the Joint Terrorism Task Force trying to concoct evidence of false uh, insinuations to create a false crime against myself uh, and nearly got me murdered twice by placing me on the terrorist watch. So it's uh, very concerning. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, you know, that, I, that, that's the whole. I was going to. I've added this before as something to do with this. But Cody, you mentioned it with Susanna. Now you with your former. Uh, you can't want something for somebody worse than they want it for themselves. Well, yeah, it's just it's just yeah. sad, you know, because my wife is an engineer, but she, you know, she doesn't act like it in crit, you know, critical thinking on on these kind of issues. It's kind of sad, but uh, you know, and, and see, that's that's the issue. Maybe I'm not saying it right. You know, is that's the issue I have with all this immigration is, yeah, a lot of these people are decent coming that come from Christian countries. I'm not going to say from the Muslim countries. I'm not so sure. But OK, but the problem is, you know, they don't come from a gun culture. So then they don't buy guns. They don't they don't be part of the militia. They're 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 really here for economic reasons and they're not really part of the culture. So you really are genociding the culture by by having so much immigration. Without a doubt. Why do you think they're doing it? Well, this is my point. And it and there there's a 19 it was a 1948 UN Daryl, you weren't here and I don't know if you've seen I, I think I did send it to you, but this or 1951. Okay, no. Let's see. Of December 9th, 48 entry into force the 12th of January 1951. It's the convention for the Prevention and Punishment of the Crime of Genocide, UN Resolution Article yeah, 2. Yeah, I've seen it. I've read it. I just I've read it's very and, powerful yeah. to, to throw in people's faces, you know, going down. Like, if you want to go protest, <laughs> I think it's powerful yeah. to show people and say, hey, Cody. this is, there's no doubt under international law, your politicians are doing this. Cody. You want to fight, you know? I don't, I don't recognize, I don't recognize anything as legitimate or valid that comes out of the UN it's uh i i don't i don't acknowledge them uh even if they do tell the truth it's to induce you into their and their their belief or their validity and a lie so they they play both sides of this they play both sides of this uh and uh you know like my grandpa always said you know skunk smells their own ass first and uh that's that's who they are they're skunks but if I can use the uh, propaganda to wake up the American well, people, it, say, hey, you, it's not just you, my you have opinion, to, you know? Yeah, you'd have to. I, yeah, right. Well, I'm just saying, you know, uh, I, I don't recognize Cody, the U.N. If, they if, don't. If, yeah. if, if the American people ain't awake yet, you, they probably ain't going to wake up. But you're giving them a tool to say, okay, it's not me. Oh, you, he's being racist. Uh, am I? Or am I'll, I? You know, I'll see y'all. Out a UN resolution. For, for the audience, we're about out of time. Yep. We'll see you back tomorrow here. <laughs> and uh, Thanks, guys. you guys can't hear the exit music, but it's going on. And we're about to lay that body down, which we might have to do. See you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Ciao.